we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Brittany Anderson here to bring you somebody you're going to find fascinating. Today, I have with me Lisa Brooking. Lisa is the CEO of Health Code Medical. She is a dynamic and engaging healthcare leader with a proven track record in both the private and public sectors. Lisa holds a deep understanding of the healthcare sector rooted in a progressive career starting as a critical care nurse. She is passionate about high quality person-centered care and her commitments to prioritize the well-being of patients. Lisa is also a world-ranked distance runner with numerous podium finishes. Most recently, she was the 2022 winner of the Miami Half Marathon, holy smokes, and placed second at the 2023 Vancouver Half Marathon. I found this little quote that Miss Lisa shared, and I have to share this with you because this is what made me love her, and I trust it's going to do the same with you. Lisa said, as a high-performance athlete, Grit, commitment, passion, and trust in the process are key to success. Attributes that are transferable to life and career. Whether in heels or running shoes, I show up, never give up, and most importantly, cross finish lines. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Well, Lisa, I think that uh, we are in for quite the treat with you here today. So obviously I've given the formal bio and a little bit of background about you, but can you share a little bit more about what brought you into the health space in general? What got you to this point? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm grateful to have had a wonderful career and um, each step along the way from bedside nursing to now leading this company as CEO, it has been just a wonderful journey and gaining new perspectives on different aspects of care, um, learning from patients, um, witnessing care from different vantage points. And it's just, it's so soul fulfilling being able to have impact. And here with Health Code Medical, I'm excited to have impact upstream and really prevent and optimize um, in that healthcare space. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa, one thing that we talk about quite a bit here on the podcast and and really in any of our different business ventures is how there's such a direct correlation between health and wealth and how, you know, kind of one without the other lacks maybe a little bit of purpose. So Mm -hmm. can you talk maybe from experience about what you've seen as far as, you know, when do people really start tuning in and asking more questions about their health and what's the maybe interrelatedness you see between health and wealth? Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. We see health as an asset class and and because we see it as an asset class, it deserves the time and attention as you would when you're building your wealth. 
So you have those financial advisors, you're looking at your short and long-term goals, you're really looking to, to pivot and optimize your, your um, output, your desired outcome at the end, so that you have money for your families and you can create that intergenerational wealth. So when we look at health, we think, well, you only have one body and one mind, you need to take good care of it. And so in order to take good care of it, you need to be strategic about it and be fully informed and have a plan. And as we know, as we go through different phases of life, our priorities are different. Maybe we're buying that first home or we're, you know, we have those, those financial goals. The same thing with our health. Is it family planning? You know, is it, you know, for a woman's perspective, maybe now they're going through perimenopause, menopause. So what is that health goal that you're looking to overcome or hone in at the moment? And as well, ensure that it's not sidelining you or deviating you from your longer goal such as longevity and having that health well into your senior years. And now 70 is the new 40. So if we're living longer and we have our wealth on our side, we certainly want our health on our side. Mm. You know, one thing that I, I, we often talk about too, and that I often wonder is, you know, there's, there's ways that we as the human species can absolutely get in our own way. So you have such an interesting background. And I think, you know, you talk about your experience in the health space and then plus your experience as an athlete and, you know, there's, there's ways that we can get in our own way, I guess you could say. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you've witnessed, be it with people that you've helped serve, or even from your own experiences, where are you seeing people get in their own way of their ultimate success, ultimate long-term vision goals, whatever it may be. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation. So when I was at the bedside as a critical care nurse, yes, we are given um, algorithms and protocols and and um, ways of operating and a knowledge base. But at the same time, we have that autonomy to be able to pivot because each patient is different. And when you're critically ill, there's no one size fits all. And that's the same transitioning into other areas of care when I oversaw cancer care. And so, you know, while there may be protocols, broad stroke protocols for that individual with breast cancer, there's still that underlying personalization. How are they handling the treatment? Do we need to back off a bit? Can we be more aggressive? So there is a standard, um, you need to have gold standards in terms of care to ensure that there's consistency in the delivery of care, the quality of care. But at the same time, the clinical team is already overlaying that personalization, but it, it's within a very small box. And that's just the system that we exist in. Athletically, again, that couch to 5K, the couch to marathon, there is broad strokes in terms of training programs and practices that can help you achieve your goal. But again, it's all personalized. Maybe you're somebody that's more susceptible to fractures or you're somebody that just, you know, maybe depending on your body, you need to be fueling differently in order to achieve your goal. So there's broad strokes, there's principles applied, but there still has to be that personalization. And that's what makes me most excited about what we do here at Health Code Medical is we have that standardization, but then we overlay this beautiful personalization, which may change year after year. And we move with the patient. You know, one thing that comes to mind here is the term values and value alignment. You know, I think it's interesting. You get in conversations with people, be it about their business or their health or their money, like whatever aspect it is, 
-hmm. People make decisions oftentimes based on what kind of their inherent, their values are and what they see to be important. So how would you define value alignment in the work that you do? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Well, it started out by growing up in a small town and we had those strong values, close-knit community, and that certainly created that, that foundation for the woman that I am today, the leader and the athlete. Um, my personal and professional life has been very much rooted in values and how does our values align? If your values does not align with a company or a business, chances are you're not going to do business with them. And so for us, we are very transparent on who we are. We want to treat each person as an individual. We want to ensure that there's value for money and we want to be able to deliver on our promises. In order to do that, we have a very clear model of care and we have very clear deliverables. But we do say the caveat is you have to be a partner in your health. There's no passive participation. It's an active participation, but you can rest assured that we are going to take it each stride in stride with you. So there's nothing worse than just using an athletic example where, you know, you're, you're in a, a running group and the running group is faster than you are, right? And you feel defeat right from the first mile. And so you want to be in pace and then able to push the pace when the patient's ready. And so that's what makes us different. And I'm so proud of the team here because we are a knit. We, we create relationships with our patients, our clients that end up sending their families. And we love taking care of families um, because we see us as a family. And we take care of one another and we love to take care of others. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's one thing that sticks out from the first time that we met Lisa, and that's just number one, how truly passionate you are about not just the work that you do, but truly who you serve and, you know, just how different your approach tends to be. A lot of times when we get people tuning into this, they're looking for, you know, the golden nugget takeaways, the things that they can take and implement immediately that may not be a solve for an issue or a solve for, you know, their greatest ambition in life, but something that they can put on the table right now. So if you think about your experience and all the people that you've served, What's one thing that you could recommend to our audience members right now that they could do to either enhance, improve, uh, something to do to to benefit their health? Mm -hmm. That's a tough one because it's so different for everyone. But what I can say is, you know, knowledge is power. And so when you have that knowledge and you have the understanding of yourself, and then you can make those fantastic informed decisions. And yes, we all have our vices and we have our moments where it's the holidays and we're getting off the bandwagon a bit, but we have to know what track to get back on to. So it's with knowledge. I can say throughout um, all my areas of clinical practice, uh, it has been, you know, movement as medicine is king. And then really the queen is nutrition. And when we think about how is this possible, this is not a one pill wonder but no, movement and uh, nutrition, only upside, no downside, no side effects. And it, it's such a powerful machine. So when we're moving our body, that blood is flowing through those organs. Our body is excreting sweat, which means we're getting all those toxins out of our body. So our body is meant to move. The sedentary piece of it is, is what is causing a lot of these chronic diseases. Oh, it's approximately 80% of chronic diseases are preventable in the first place. So if you're coming to us with a chronic disease and you're thinking, man, year after year, 
my diabetes meds keep increasing, my heart disease meds keep increasing. Wow, I guess I'm signing up for a triple bypass soon. And, and that's not like I wouldn't want to be on that path. So we try to intersect and course correct. And we can do that. And we've proven we've done that. And it's an exciting process. Those that are struggling with mental health, same thing. It's like, how can we, how can we create some clarity in your mind so you have that energy, you don't have that brain fog. And so with our clients, we find that we're able to, you know, that movement is medicine and it looks different for everyone. For me, it's running, but it's dragging me into the gym by my, you know, hair. <laughs> but I know I need to do gym exercises. So I'm not just preaching something that comes easy to me. Certain movements come easy to me and it brings me a lot of joy. My purpose and the purpose of the clinic is to see what types of movements bring you joy. Is it pickleball? Is it running around with your grandkids? Like movement comes in so many shapes and forms. And then that's how we can create your podium is we can get you to your podium, which is potentially honing in that diabetes or losing that weight or bringing back that energy and feeling like your younger self. We can do all that. No problem. We need you on, you need to be an active participant and give us feedback on what's working. And um, we're happy to get you there as quick as we can and have it as a sustainable new health, new bill of health. Mm. I love those examples that you gave Lisa too about, you know, for you, you're a runner, but you got to drag you into the gym <laughs> to do some of the other things. And for me, you know, I found kind of my honey hole in stationary bike riding about a year and a half ago. I, I'll true confession. I'm a Peloton girl. So I, I love the apps and it helps me and the instructors. And I then migrated into more and more uh, weightlifting to incorporate. And I'm telling you at this point, like, I feel like I have an absolute I'll call it like a foolproof system just because I'm committed to it. Doesn't mean I can't improve it, but I'm committed to it because I found something that I love. You know, I know you mentioned a couple examples of, you know, is it running around with your grandkids? Is it running? Is it walking? Is it whatever it is for you? Talk through a little bit of the process. Like what if you get somebody that's like, look, I have not gone for a run unless I'm running away from something and then you better run too. I really haven't put a big focus on my nutrition or my diet. I feel like I'm starting from scratch. I'm overwhelmed. Like just kind of talk us through the process of helping people set intentions to get to that point where they find the things that they love. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing worse than making that decision to sign up for the gym in the new year. And then you get there and realize that your body type looks different than those that are there. And then you don't have that confidence and you ultimately don't end up using the membership. And so for me, for this clinic, we accept everybody as they are. So whether you are showing up in work boots, you're a farmer or you are an executive, it doesn't matter to us. You come as you are and um, the way that you've, you know, your eating practices and who you are. That's like, now we have a starting point and like, let's work with you. Our founder, we're backed by one single angel investor. He the six two. He ballooned up to 330 pounds. His diabetes was out of control. He had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and he ended up not being able to get life insurance and he sold life insurance. And also he wasn't, he ended up then um, not able to drive. And so he was spending so much time creating his wealth. And then at the expense of his health, eating processed foods, eating on the fly, and just really giving into those cravings. So your body is not craving calories, it's craving nutrients. But with him, 
he got shuffled around to all these different types of um, companies that said, oh, here's five pounds here, 10 pounds there. He lost the weight, but it was it was just quick wins and it came back and he was suffering and it wasn't enjoyable. And so for somebody who's so tall and big, it was it was, you know, it is uncomfortable getting in shape. And how do you do that? He found functional medicine and that got to the root cause. So what is driving those? What is driving that weight gain? What is driving all this? And once you know your body from the inside, you know what to eat and how to eat and how much movement you need. And so that's the power of functional medicine is we're healing from the inside out. And so now he's just under 70. He's a fountain of youth. He has lost over 100 pounds. He's kept it off for the last 20 years. And he has his energy, his vitality, and he's living life on his terms, as he should. And so that's what is exciting about being in true health care, not sick care, is we are trying to keep people healthy. And in order to do that, we need insights into what's uniquely you so that we can help guide you properly. And then now you have that knowledge to carry with you for a lifetime. So again, people are coming as they are. We accept them as they are. And then we will just work with them to really uncover like how this weight gain, was it because of a hormonal? You know, a lot of women gain a lot of weight later in life. Okay, well, maybe it's dra- driven by the hormonal piece of it causing you to eat more and, and, you know, pack that weight on. So what exactly is driving it? So that's what makes us different is we are looking to see what's driving the underlying cause through functional medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this theme that keeps jumping out here. And I think it's actually really interesting being in the, like the wealth planning space for so long, we often work with people who, you know, we create these long-term plans and people set intention and goals and share big dreams for their future. And then basically our job is to help kind of back into what steps might be needed to potentially help them get to where they want to go. And as you're sharing about the health journey for people, there's so many commonalities there. And part of the reason that we love having, you know, health professionals on the podcast is to help people think about their health. Like they would think about their long-term financial plan is with some intention and clarity around how you want to feel or look or behave even, you know, that can help you get on the right roadmap. And I think you brought up, you said something earlier that I want to pull out and you said something about how, you know, we've been in the industry of sick care and how really what we're trying to do is shift the conversation to have it be even more proactive and less Mm -hmm. reactive in the health space. And I think that's really the foundation of functional medicine uh, we've had, you know, some amazing, brilliant guests on here in the past. We've had um, Dr. Scott Burtis, who's local to us. We've had Reagan Archibald, who's out of Salt Lake City. And then now Lisa, you out of, you know, the Vancouver area. And you guys all have such different, but such common perspectives at the same time. So I don't know if you have any more commentary on just that total intentionality in moving towards your best health, regardless of age or where you're at now, or if you're a hundred pounds overweight or whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. that it's never too late to start. It isn't. And as our founder would say, without your health, everything else is insignificant. Yeah. And so it's coming. That is our, that is our um, beacon, our North star, right? And so we are here, we've created this platform so that people can come and learn more about their health, create optimal health and longevity and ensure that nothing is brewing along the way. And so we are bringing in, you know, testing from around the world. There's those tests that have been around for many years that is tried and tested. 
And then there are these new emerging tests, you know, do you carry the Alzheimer's gene? Do you have circulating cancer cells? So if individuals want to just dip a toe into something or they really want to deep dive, we can support that. So we're doing our annual medical. We service clients from across Canada and the U.S. They're coming here. They're using their hard-earned dollars and time to come to Vancouver, Canada for a two-day medical. We are doing full-body MRIs, radiation-free, full-body ultrasounds, and extensive testing around the brain. So what is your what is the status of your cognitive health? Processing speed, memory, what does that look like from a volumetric scan? And so that's what sets us apart from other um, offerings out there too. It's not just your standard executive medical and you get it and you're done. This is a day of personalized, a day of standardization, and then we overlay that personalization. And even within the standard piece of our medical, we're doing testing heavily in the brain. But of course, we're also doing the cardiac testing, cancer screening, and a very good physical. It's been a long time since people have had a full physical. And it's amazing what you can uncover just by assessing the patient. And so we're looking for, are any of these moles cancerous? So we're, we're scanning, not just using diagnostics, but also just looking at the patient and seeing if we're seeing anything that's a red flag. And then overlaying that personalized piece, depending on if it is you know, more hormonal, weight gain, diabetes, family planning, like what is your area of interest? Or maybe it's just, I just want to feel like my younger self. And we turn back the clock by 10 years on patients. And we have a biomarker that tests that. And so wow. we're really excited to be um, leading the Rejuvenation Olympics. It's a, it's a test that's available and the leaderboard is online. And for that, people come to us with different, different concerns. So a wife may be different than the husband, but that's okay because our platform is able to provide that personalization. Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers, your best dream, the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the dream architecture book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. There's, there's one thing that resonates here as I'm listening to kind of the diagnostics and the testing and all these things that people can go through. Uh, and I'm going to pivot this into maybe a personal question and, and I'll preface it by saying that I think people often can learn through other people's experiences and stories. So, you know, one thing that we've heard because Brian and myself, our founder at Sweet Financial, we have hosted health and longevity immersives with some of our brilliant strategic partners. And sometimes people are a little bit fearful of finding out the results. And what we consistently say is if you know, you can prevent it or potentially create a proactive plan, maybe not prevent, that's not the right word, but create a proactive plan. So it doesn't get any worse, but no matter what your body's going to tell you at some point in time, what's going on, you just kind of have to decide when you want to find out about it. So my question in this for you, Lisa, is for those people that maybe can't quite get past the fear and can't quite get over that to take an action. 
tell me about a time that you have strategically overcame fear and didn't let it stop you from doing something that you knew you needed to do, but maybe had a little bit of hesitation going into it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so many aspects of life, you know, caring for one patient at the bedside and learning and, and observing and then realizing I'd love to take care of more than one. How can I have a broader impact? And taking that first step is scary. And going back to school and receiving that master's degree and working my way up for a progressive career, even athletically, going to trials to see, can I make the national team? So any uh, any aspect of life, I'm sure yourself and your viewership can think of times where, wow, they've got to this extraordinary place, but how did they make that first step? Was it on their own? Was it their family? Was it like a friend or who helped encourage them to give them that first step and that, that leap of faith? But ultimately, it's a leap of faith. We don't hit any of the goals that we don't actually try to hit. And so it's all about step one. If you come in and you're able to be vulnerable, we're here to support you. So it's not just that uncovery phase during um, your annual medical. We're here throughout the year to support you with a health coach, a nutritionist, a longevity coach, and then access to the doctor and clinical team. And and that's what makes it true sustainable Like and how that trans- health transformation is we're able to say, okay, here's some wearables, maybe it's an aura ring, a glucose monitor, let's try to make some changes. Okay, maybe the nutritionist is just saying, just swap out this for this. Like, start slow. Don't take out all gluten. Why don't you just try switching one type of bread? And then little changes. And so that's how we're, and then we're, pro- we're um, retesting throughout the year to show people how they're actually progressing before they see it on the outside. So when you mentioned about the cancer piece, I understand that, you know, we often would rather turn a blind eye because we don't know, but stage one, stage two is life-saving. The time you're feeling those lumps and bumps, most likely it's past that stage and it's quite progressive. And then you're worth throwing everything at it to get on top of it. And so we're embedding it in a way that doesn't seem so threatening as, as well you may not have any cancer, but we're saying, you know what, you have a breast tissue that predisposes you to a higher likelihood. So for me, knowledge is power. And so I am fully aware of that. Or is it something such as you carry this gene, so you really need to make sure that you stick to this type of diet. And so if people knew this before, you know, the runaway train. And so I fully respect that it's hard for people to think about health in this way and be proactive. But if we just keep engaging with the system in a reactive basis, like, oh, I need heart surgery. Oh, I need a hip. Now I need a knee. It's you're, you're, fix, you're going to the mechanic, but you're not really fixing the underlying issue. Yeah. And that's the example with heart disease. It's heartbreaking to work in cardiac surgery ICU. You're giving somebody that bypass surgery. You're waking them up. You're giving them another chance at life. You discharge them. And then they're coming back for stents. Oh, and then they're coming back again. And, you know, our our family physicians aren't responsible for our health. We are. And I'd love to be able to mobilize a society that can, can see that. Just like nobody's responsible for your financial health except for you as the individual, not the government, no one. And so they seek your your advice. And then from there, they can then enact those those plans that you've put in place. And it's the same thing with health. You need to go to somebody for advice be able to make the right move. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, listening to this and hearing so many different scenarios and experiences that you've had, you know, not just 
right now in the present moment of what you're working on, but also in your past. And, you know, you talk about kind of the bedside and, you know, you were a critical care nurse and, and all those different experiences. There's gotta be times that you can experience the overwhelm. We'll just call it and maybe feel a little bit down in the dump. So one thing that we try to talk about here on the podcast quite a bit is mindset and how we can create those positive mindset triggers for the tough times, because no matter what, there will be times that suck. (laughs) There will be times that are tough. So when you're feeling down or discouraged or frustrated, what are some things that you personally do to help kind of lift yourself out of that? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, it's, it's easy to talk about the races I've won, but what about the ones I haven't won along the way? And that's the same as reflected in business. And so it, um, it often gets shared is the success stories, but not the work that comes along the way. The heart is a muscle. We got to work that muscle. And so in order to work that muscle, we need to put it under strain. And so what I would say is we all have those days where we feel, but what can we do that is moving us forwards versus backwards when the world around us, we feel we have no control over, but we do have control of our bodies and how we treat it. And if we treat our body well, then we're going to be open to taking those promotions and we're going to be open to saying yes to opportunities. And especially with your folks, if they have wealth on their side and all of a sudden their opportunity to go to heli skiing, they want to say yes. They don't want to say, oh, wait, I actually haven't been taking care of my health these last eight months. Shoot. So I would say is, you know, during those days where it feels like everything's going wrong, I would just say, what do you have control of? You know, is it something I control the food I put in my mouth? I control my ability to move. If I don't want to go for a run, I go for a walk. You want to heal your your emotional mindset, move. <laughs> and as you see through the Peloton, it can totally shift your perspective. If you get a 20-minute, even just a 10-minute walk around the block, leave your phone at home, you may be surprised. I think as society, we think, oh, there's no way something that simple works. But it does. And for me, having success athletically later in life is so unexpected and so extraordinary. I feel it's such a blessing. And so how can I think, oh, what did I learn along the way to keep my body healthy and strong so I can continue to do a sport that brings me so much joy? Mm, I love that. And I fully believe in, you know, if, if you're frustrated or had a bad day or just in a bad mood and you don't really know why or whatever it is, just those little bits of, of movement and committing to that for yourself. I feel personally, and I can speak for myself and it sounds like you share this vision is that when I get out there and I move my body, my brain completely does a shift. And I know in conversations with many of our listeners too, that it's the same thing. Even if it's just a, a quick walk, like you said, it helps really shift perspective. And you know, what are they, I, I'm trying to think of, there's a quote out there, but it's the, the essence of it is basically you know, the stuff that comes your way doesn't really get easier. You just get stronger. And I think a focus on your mindset, on your health, on your well-being. on, again, I think you talk about the things you can control. There's so much relevance to that. And I think it's so important because the things outside of our control can drive us nuts and can add stress. And when we focus our time and attention on those things, it's just not productive. So Lisa, before I ask, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say two great takeaways that your that your viewership may find helpful is one, the small things compound over time. Yes. So if you think, how am I going to achieve this big goal? Okay, well, small things compound over time. 
And there's so many great wearables now that they can track that movement. And so if we just think from a movement standpoint, it's that 10,000 steps a day. It's quality of steps, really, over just steps in general to take the stairs. It's better quality. So it's a small thing compound over time. And the second thing is nothing in our body is static. We're always changing. We're responding to stressors, heat, our blood pressure is going up, going down. Our hormones are going up, going down. And so what I can say about that, if nothing is static, we have control over it then. And so like you had said, even just saying, I'm just going to spin for 10 minutes, all of a sudden your mindset shifts because our body releases endorphins and it's such a, like a happy drug that is a, na- is a natural drug with inside of us. So I can say if individuals can wake up with purpose and their purpose is to be there for their grandkids and be able to get on the floor with them and to be able to do things with them and have them over their heads and have fun and create those lasting memories, you need health on your side. And it just starts with little things. If you tell people you want this goal, chances are they're going to rally behind you and maybe make that Thanksgiving dinner a little bit healthier or like a little bit smaller portion sizes. It's just little changes compound over time. Mm. So much magic to that and insight. Lisa, before I ask my last couple of questions, as people are listening to you and hearing your passion and the value that you guys deliver there, how could they get a hold of you? How can they find out more? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So our website is healthcode.ca or Lisa Brooking on LinkedIn. Excellent. Um, Definitely encourage you, if nothing else, to do a little digging, do a little research and truly see the value that uh, Lisa and the clinic and what they're doing, their mission, their messaging. It's just so beautiful and how you're helping and impacting people. Lisa, again, I'm flipping this a little bit more on the personal side here, but when you think about your biggest aspirations for the future, what is one thing, one big dream that you have that if you could accomplish it, you would go to bed at night being like, man, I did it. Mm. Well, that's easy because I think about it every day and I don't know why I was given (laughs) this dream, but you know what, coming from a very small town and I'm the first in my family to receive a post-secondary education and certainly first in my family to leave my small town. Um, I had this dream of just having an impact, a positive impact and really mobilizing our nation to be healthier on both sides of the border. And so I'm hoping that with all this experience I'm gaining along the way and now leading this company, I'm hoping that eventually be able to provide you know, um, some sound advice to organizations that are looking to create a change. Is it insurance companies saying, how can we better provide a product to our employees, to our members that will actually be useful and that gets used? And there's such a great return on investment there. And so I um, just hope to just be just a wealth of knowledge to share with anyone that's willing to listen and certainly have a lot of different experience um, to hit a lot of different demographics. Uh, and across the care continuum. So really, I provided Gradle to create care over uh, my time in various capacities. Would love the opportunity to inform policy changes um, that can make this more broadly available to more people. Mm, I, I will just, I don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> hey, you know what? We don't need to know the how, we just need to know the what, and then organize the who's around it, right? Find the people that can help bring that to fruition. So, um, you know, I can just say for our listeners, having a conversation with Lisa, she has so much energy and passion around what she does. And 
you know, I, I guess my belief in the brief time we've known each other is that you were absolutely given this dream reason. And I'm just excited to be witness to what you continue to create and the value you continue to bring to this world. So Lisa, my final question for you, is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have? Oh, no, you certainly asked a lot of great questions. And I hope um, certainly touched upon everything of value for your members. I just can say, you know, you're a soul sister. I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to meet and come together and hopefully share this message. And um, it can just, it, it can give people hope. And yeah. you know what, if you have, if you don't have a plan in place, it's just a dream. And so I want people to have, bring that dream to fruition. It doesn't need to be complicated and we're not going to put you on more pills. And so what could that look like? And, you know, just asking that curious question and be willing to put one step forward. We're going to walk alongside you for this journey. Mm, I love it. Lisa, thank you so greatly for coming and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge today on the show. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks, Brittany. That wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. If you heard something in here that you would like to share with a friend, a family member, a neighbor, go ahead and forward it on. If you want to catch more, be sure to like and subscribe so that you're first to know anytime a new episode is dropped. We'll catch you right back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.